0: The KMT's Wang Hongwei has won a by-election in Taipei to fill a legislative seat that was vacated by Jiang Wan-an, who ran for Taipei mayor and won. With 60,519 votes, Wang defeated her DPP rival Enoch Wu by 5,780 votes. Voter turnout was relatively low for Taiwan at 43.35%. Wang, a Taipei city councillor, thanked her voters for giving her an opportunity. She said the pressure is really on now that she is following in Zhang's footsteps. Meanwhile, Wu, accompanied by his wife, congratulated Wang and thanked his supporters. He said when he ran for the legislature three years ago, He nearly won, and this time he missed out again, but he would not be discouraged. Regardless of his role, he would continue to work hard, he said. When the DPP elects its new chairperson on January 15th, Vice President Lai Qingde will be a shoo-in, as he is the only person running for the post. Lai is also widely believed to have presidential ambitions. In the recent municipal elections, where the DPP received a thrashing by the opposition KMT, most of the candidates were not selected through primaries, and that has raised questions about how the DPP will choose its legislative candidates for 2024. Over the weekend, Vice President Lai promised that fair and competitive primaries would be held for the 2024 legislative elections, and that the DPP incumbents had no guarantees that they would keep their positions.
1: Vice President Lai ching te has been busy holding seminars with party members before he assumes the position of DPP chair. In one seminar in Taipei, he particularly wanted to hear from young people.
0: Not only do we see even more scions of politicians and wealthy people running for office or people we can't identify with, but we're always barred from choosing candidates ourselves and are left out in the cold. What I'm hearing from this is that young people are not angry but are disappointed.
1: Lai thinks that one reason young people are disappointed with the DPP is that the party's central headquarters in the lead up to the municipal elections virtually did not hold primaries. Lai promised that in 2024 the process would be fair and just.
0: This affects the election of district legislators. There will definitely be fair primary elections for legislators at large. There are no guarantees for incumbents. If a legislator at large doesn't do a good job, you're not likely to be on the safe list next time. We very much respect what our chairman-to-be Lai Qingde said. We will definitely be able to coordinate and conduct primaries in each relevant legislative constituency.
1: According to the DPP's tradition, if an incumbent legislator faced a challenger, ahead of an election, negotiations would be conducted. And if those failed, then there would be a primary. Before he takes over the party machine,
0: Lai is stressing that the primary system must resume. Taiwan's current incoming cold air mass has brought not only cold air, but also pollutants from outside the island. And the southern port city of Kaohsiung has borne the brunt. The city's Environmental Bureau is now in crisis mode and implementing emergency measures, such as demanding that factories dial down their operations and conducting roadside inspections of motor scooters to make sure their exhaust systems are up to standard.
1: Officials from the Kaohsiung Environmental Protection Bureau are flagging down motorcycles, which are considered mobile pollution sources, to make sure their exhaust systems meet emission standards. At the same time, other inspectors are descending on factories to inspect their emissions to see if they're up to standard. They also want to make sure factory operators are spraying the dusty ground with water to prevent airborne dust. Drones have been deployed to nab unscrupulous operators that might be putting out dirty emissions.
0: Some air quality monitoring stations south of central Taiwan have been reporting a red level with PM2.5 values in the 70s. We've also asked factories, including Shinda Power Plant, to decrease their load so as to reduce emissions. As for mobile pollution sources, we're conducting roadside inspections.
1: The cold air mass has ushered in large quantities of transboundary air pollutants from the north. As a result, Taiwan's central and southern regions are vulnerable to seeing their air qualities reach unhealthy levels, coded red. Kaohsiung, which sits in its path, is bearing the brunt of the pollution.
0: Because the main pollutant in the past two days is PM2.5, we hope that the public can cut down on outdoor activities. If you have to go out, we hope that you can put on a mask. Also try to take public transportation instead of driving by yourself.
1: With the specter of air pollution hanging over the southern port city, the authorities are in crisis mode. Reminding the public to protect themselves,
0: Geelong has had a major tourism revamp. The government has remodeled Shin Er air raid shelter into a major attraction. Now the Japanese colonial era tunnels are open to the public again, offering visitors an atmospheric trip into Taiwan's wartime history. And they're linked up with other Geelong destinations like Melco Night Market and Zhupu Altar. A new elevator also makes tourist spots more accessible to people with reduced mobility
2: step inside this cryptic tunnel to experience er Air Raid Shelter. It's newly renovated by Geelong city government. The Japanese colonial-era shelter is now an important modern attraction and a pleasant surprise for visitors.
3: It's not just for tourism, it's also part of the municipal parks and lifestyle facilities for everyone. Xin'er Air Raid Shelter
2: was once a dumping ground for the city's Department of Environmental Protection. But now, it's It's a destination for tourists. Inside the shelter is an elevator up to the top of the hill, a highlight for many visitors and a shortcut to this circular square. It's a new leisure and hangout spot easily accessible from other famous sightseeing
3: destinations. From now on, you can easily go straight to Jilong Tower, and from there it's a quick hop over to Jupu Altar, so even getting there is quite convenient. Before the elevator was built, it took a long walk
2: up a long flight of steps to get to the martyr's shrine, Jilong Tower or Jupu Altar, impossible for many less fit visitors. Now the elevator to the circular square links up all these sites. Parking is no problem either as the nearby Dong An and Xina parking lots and the new Xinyi Elementary parking
3: lot are all open to the public.
0: So in
3: the future, we can say that this is linked up with Jilong Tower, Jilong Harbor, and Miao Kao Market District, as well as Zhongzheng Park. Tourism in Geelong used
2: to mean a trip to the night market at Miao and home. But now, after filling up on local snacks, you can take a stroll along this route to enjoy the historical monuments and urban art of the city. From up here on the hill, you get a panorama of night lights as well as the view to the sea. Geelong city government hopes combining the commercial and historical highlights will rejuvenate the city's tourism.
0: A new program at National Taiwan University aims to encourage students to explore learning opportunities outside the classroom while maintaining their student status. The program is designed to give students more freedom without causing concerns for parents who are used to traditional classroom studies. The school hopes the program will broaden students' horizons and help them discover their interests. One of the program's participants, Zhang Enwei, says she has already learned a lot from her off campus experiences working with animals. Let's hear what she has to say in our Sunday special report.
2: She may be still a bit new to horse riding, but 19-year-old Zhang Eun-wei and this horse already have a great rapport.
4: On, uh, good. Zhang,
2: who is currently a student at NTU, says she feels a strong connection with this horse named Kiki. While her classmates are in lectures back at the university, Zhang is here practicing riding with Kiki
4: selfish I'm I'm
2: But it's not only Kiki that Chang has formed a bond with. All of the stable's horses, young and old, have become her close friends.
4: Ah, no one. Bingo, go. On. No, no. Go. Oh, to Mo, toss her head.
2: She says the horses have become her new classmates, and the stable her classroom. This unique experience is part of an experimental program at the university. The school equates it to how students in other countries will take gap years before entering university, during which they travel and find new experiences and explore interests. The gap year has also gained popularity in Taiwan, and this is NTU's unique take on it. Students take one or two terms at the university and then go off to explore their interests with off-campus learning experiences.
0: We refer to this experience as being akin to wandering. We hope it will give students a bit of space so they have the opportunity to let their thoughts wander. During that process, they can discover what they truly enjoy and figure out what they really want to study.
2: Zhang's motivation in applying for the program came from one unforgettable course in NTU's Department of Agricultural Chemistry that left a lasting impression on her.
4: When I was in the Agricultural Chemistry
5: program, there was this biology course I took. We had to dissect a rat. What I found so horrifying is that to take out its brain, we had to use this forceps, and they kept making this clicking noise. The noise spread throughout the classroom. I found it really horrible that in order to understand living creatures, we have to sacrifice them."
2: To get over her experience in the biology class, Zhang came to the stable to learn more about the horses there. Riding Kiki is only part of what she does there. Zhang also helps out with other work around the stable, including brushing the horses.
4: (laughs) (laughs) Zhang
2: may have a special bond with the horse at this stable, but she knows that she needs other close-up experiences with animals for her studies to be more rounded. For that, she has come to the
4: zoo. Up, like a
2: Here she is learning about all the difficult chores involved with caring for animals.
4: I think <laughs> I feel that pushing the
5: wheelbarrow is super difficult. No matter how I push it, it tips over. Even after pushing it this long, I still tip it over. The load is stacked so high that balancing it is a bit of a challenge. I'm 153 centimeters tall, and the hay is stacked about as high as that. When the hay is stacked to the highest, I can't see what's ahead of me.
2: Through exploring their personal interests outside the classroom, students can carve a path for the future. However, despite the benefits of such a program, it will take time for some Taiwanese to embrace this non-traditional study model.
4: If a student says they
0: want to take a break from studies, normally the parents will be unable to accept that. So we work with the Office of Academic Affairs and slowly devise the system, which basically makes it so that participating students aren't really on a hiatus since they maintain their student status. However, it frees up a lot of time for them, so that they can go and do things they really want to do."
2: Her participation in the program also allows potential future employers to witness her passion for working with animals.
0: We take in interns from many different schools here. They come here and do internships during the summer break. Sometimes they get to the third or fourth year of university, and they're lost in terms of their future plans. They may make it to their third or fourth year and decide, hey, this is not what I want to do with my life. So the fact that Chang could figure out so early what she likes, that's going to be great for her development.
3: Our <laughs> Our internship program is more practical in nature because in a zoo-like setting like the one we have here, there is no classroom for teaching. Students who come here think, "I love animals," and that's an important starting point. However, Zhang is different in that she takes the time to learn more about the industry and asks questions. I can see that she's really thinking about things..
5: I think if zoos can do a better job with their exhibits, that will create more space for communication with animal rights activists and allow for a better relationship with them. I hope that when the exhibits are being designed, zoos can act as a bridge between the animals and activists."
2: Students in the program take a year to explore their options. However, this style of self-directed exploration is new to Taiwanese students while students in other countries already have a long
3: history of taking gap years. Hey, 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 Hi,
2: This man speaking fluent Chinese is Joe Baldock, a student at John Hopkins University who previously studied Chinese in Beijing. He had originally planned to do an exchange program in Nanjing, but due to the pandemic, he changed his plans and came to
3: Taiwan instead. Since I studied Chinese in China, I sometimes encounter challenges in Taiwan. Taiwanese use many expressions that are different from those used in China. To better adapt to life in Taiwan, Baldock is doing
2: an internship at Taiwan Next Gen Foundation. He and others from the foundation occasionally visit rural areas of Taiwan and promote cultural
3: exchanges with the people there. At the time, I had only a superficial understanding of Taiwan. For example, I knew about bubble tea and night markets and other food related things. Aside from that, I didn't have a very deep understanding of Taiwan. Experiencing
2: different cultures in Asia and learning about the differences between China and Taiwan gave Zhou an appreciation for those cultures and informed his views on international affairs.
0: He recently published some important articles in an international relations magazine, The National Interest. I think that's helpful in increasing Taiwan's visibility.
2: Going abroad can be like enlarging one's classroom, but for some Taiwanese, it's possible to have a similar experience without leaving their shores.
5: My experiences at Liu Fu Village theme park, the stable and elsewhere have really taught me a lot of things and expanded my imagination. I have many more people to share those experiences with and have gotten closer to my ideals.
2: teachers are invaluable guides for students, helping them find their path and expand their knowledge. But sometimes what students need is to go off and explore on their own. Perhaps one day, other institutions in Taiwan will take a cue from NTU and develop more self-guided study programs to help Taiwanese students discover their own paths.
0: Well, the weather across Taiwan was mostly sunny today, but starting tomorrow, things will start to change. Under the influence of a rain front from southern China, Taiwan's northern and eastern regions could see brief and scattered rainfall. The precipitation is not expected to let up until Thursday. Let's hear from the Central Weather Bureau.
1: The windward side of northern and eastern regions will see some rainfall, and the mountainous regions of western Taiwan will also see a gradual increase in the overall amount of rainfall. Given that the circumstances are that moisture will increase in the air, we don't rule out the chances of sporadic drizzles in the plains in the central and southern regions.
0: Starting Thursday, the northeasterly winds will weaken and temperatures will gradually rise. It'll be sunny in most places, with large temperature swings between daytime and nighttime. Then starting Sunday the 15th, the mercury will dip once again with the arrival of another cold air mass.